Life Talk Radio presents Health and Longevity, the program dedicated to bringing you cutting-edge information and interviews that can change your life. On each edition, nutritionist, registered dietitian, and board-certified anti-aging health practitioner, Dr. John Westerdahl, will show you how to achieve a longer, healthier life using the latest breakthroughs in nutrition, wellness, and lifestyle medicine. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Westerdahl. Welcome to Health and Longevity. I'm Dr. John Westerdahl. On today's program, I will discuss the role that natural herbs and herbal supplements can play in promoting a healthy heart and circulatory system. But before we get into today's exciting topic, let's hear the latest research and news affecting our health and longevity today. Dr. Westerdahl presents the Health and Longevity News and Research Update, bringing you the most pertinent and important information about your health and longevity. Well, here's a study that says an apple a day extends life 10%. Scientists are reporting the first evidence that the composition of a healthful antioxidant substance that's found in apples extends the average life expectancy or lifespan of test animals and does so by 10%. The new results obtained with fruit flies, stand-ins for humans in hundreds of research projects each year, bolster similar findings on apple antioxidants in other test animals. Now, the study appears in Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry. Jen Yu Shen and colleagues note that damaging substances generated in the body, termed free radicals, cause undesirable changes believed to be involved in the aging process and some diseases. Substances known as antioxidants can combat this damage. Fruits and vegetables in the diet, especially brightly colored foods like tomatoes, broccoli, blueberries, and apples, are excellent sources of antioxidants. A previous study with our test animals hinted that an apple antioxidant could extend average lifespan. In the current report, the researchers studied whether different apple antioxidants known as polyphenols could do the same thing in fruit flies. The researchers found that apple polyphenols not only prolonged the average lifespan of fruit flies, but helped preserve their ability to walk, climb, and move about. In addition, apple polyphenols reversed the levels of various biochemical substances found in older fruit flies and used as markers for age-related deterioration and approaching death. Chen and colleagues note that the results support those from other studies, including one in which women who ate apples had a 13 to 22 percent decreased risk of heart disease and polished the apple's popular cultural image as a healthy food. Here's another study that showed that vegetarian men are at reduced risk of heart disease. Vegetarian men weigh less and have less cardiovascular disease risk compared to non-vegetarians, according to a new study in Nutrition and Metabolism. Researchers in China compared 171 vegetarians to 129 age-matched non-vegetarians and found that vegetarian men's weight, blood pressure, triglycerides, and cholesterol levels were lower compared to the meat-eaters. The vegetarians' arterial walls were healthier as well. 
Researchers have known for years that Westerners adopting a vegetarian or vegan diet are healthier than meat eaters. This new study shows that even within a country where rice and other plant foods are staples, those who avoid meat completely are better off than those that include even modest amounts of meat. We'll be back after this short break. Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and longer fulfilled life? Then visit us at healthandlongevityradio.com. That's one word, healthandlongevityradio.com. There you'll find valuable information and resources that can help you achieve optimal health and give you the secrets to longevity. Visit us today at healthandlongevityradio.com. Once again, that's healthandlongevityradio.com. It could change your life. Welcome back to Health and Longevity. Do you have questions about nutrition, health, or longevity? This is your chance to have them answered. On each program, Dr. Westerdahl will choose a key question from our listening audience and respond to it on the air. Due to the high volume of emails, Dr. Westerdahl cannot personally answer each question on our broadcast. If you would like to submit a question, please go to our website, healthandlongevityradio.com. Once there, you will see a button to submit your questions. And now, the question of the day. Our question for today is, what are really saturated fats? Well, saturated fats are among the most common fats in the American diet. They are found in animal foods like meat, poultry, and full-fat dairy products, and also found in tropical oils like palm and coconut. Now, diets high in saturated fats are associated with higher risks of heart disease, certain cancers, and stroke. And now, Health and Longevity's special feature, where Dr. Westerdahl discusses vital topics important to your health and longevity. According to the latest estimates from the National Center for Health Statistics, more than 68 million Americans currently have one or more forms of cardiovascular disease, and many more are said to be at risk for developing one of these circulatory diseases. Coronary heart disease is the number one killer in our country today. One and a half million Americans will have heart attacks this year, and unfortunately, about 500,000 of them will die. Approximately 7 million Americans are currently living with heart disease. When it comes to cardiovascular disease, there's much that we can do to prevent it. In most cases, the risk of developing diseases of the heart and circulatory system can be reduced through what I call lifestyle medicine. A healthy lifestyle should include eating a low-fat, vegetarian diet and getting regular aerobic exercise, keeping your weight under control, stopping smoking if you smoke, and learning to cope with stress are also vitally important. Taking these active steps can work wonders in keeping your heart and circulatory system in top shape. Nature also provides many herbs that support the health of the heart and circulatory system. For thousands of years, herbs have traditionally been used for preventing and treating a variety of cardiovascular conditions. Today, scientific research supports the traditional use of many of these medicinal plants. Herbs such as garlic, ginkgo, hawthorn, and bilberry have been traditionally used and scientifically researched for the treatment of heart and circulatory conditions. The first circulatory condition that I'd like to talk about is angina, also known as angina pectoris. 
And this affects more than 5 million Americans, and 35,000 new cases are being diagnosed each year. Although it is not really a disease, angina is usually a symptom of a serious problem, and that problem is coronary artery disease. The narrowing of coronary arteries, which sets the stage for angina, uh, actually occurs gradually as a result of atherosclerosis, or what we commonly call hardening of the arteries. It can also occur, although less commonly, due to a sudden spasm that may take place in the coronary artery. Either way, the flow of oxygenated blood to the heart muscle decreases to the point where the heart's demand for oxygen is not being supplied. This in turn produces a really intense and very sharp pain that is associated with angina. Patients with angina may be headed toward an MI or a myocardial infarction, which is a heart attack. And this is why it's very important to have early detection and treatment, which is essential to make us aware if we are tending towards angina. Now the medicinal herb that's been traditionally used for treating angina is an herb called hawthorn and its botanical name is Cretaceous oxacantha and there's other related species as well. Hawthorn has actually been traditionally used in Europe and in China for various heart problems and other circulatory disorders. There is very good scientific evidence that supports Hawthorne's ability to actually dilate blood vessels, especially the coronary arteries or the coronary blood vessels. This in turn strengthens the heart and also helps to keep the blood pressure under control, keep uh, lower the blood pressure if it's high. Now there are certain pigments that are found in Hawthorne flowers, leaves, and in berries that are largely responsible for its cardiovascular effects and these phytochemical constituents include bioflavonoids and they have very strong antioxidant activity and free radical scavenging properties. Now they are also able to increase the intracellular vitamin C levels and protect vitamin C from oxidation itself. And also the flavonoids that we find in Hawthorne have protective effects that help strengthen the capillaries. Flavonoids have also been shown to inhibit the constriction of blood vessels and prevent rises in blood pressure. Several experimental studies have documented Hawthorne's ability to dilate coronary blood vessels by relaxing the smooth muscle components of the coronary vessels. And these vessels are essential for supplying the heart with oxygen and nutrients. This improves circulation to the heart and reduces the tendency towards angina. Now unlike nitrate drugs such as nitroglycerin, Hawthorne is not useful in providing rapid relief during an angina attack. The actions of Hawthorne are not immediate. Its cardioprotective effects appear to develop slowly and become more pronounced after prolonged use. So the benefits of Hawthorne are not noticed right away. They're only noticed with consistent daily use. Individuals can take Hawthorne in their daily diet by eating, for instance, the Hawthorne berries as a, a fruit, or by taking an herbal formula that contains Hawthorne extracts. 
Hawthorne preparations are widely used in Europe and in Asia for their cardiotonic and antihypertensive effects. They are also used to treat cardiac failure or early signs of myocardial weaknesses such as hypertension, atherosclerosis, and angina pains. Now the German health authorities have approved Hawthorne preparations made with the leaf and flowers. These are extracts from the leaf and flowers of the plant for cardiac conditions. So it's well approved by the German health experts and health authorities in Germany. Hawthorne is a very safe and promising herb for the treatment of heart and circulatory problems and unlike conventional cardiac drugs there are absolutely no side effects or contraindications that are known with the herb Hawthorne. Now the next major circulatory condition that I'd like to talk about is atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis also known as hardening of the arteries and this takes place when cholesterol are deposited on the inner walls of the arteries. In addition to a heart healthy diet medicinal herbs can also help in lowering blood cholesterol levels and reducing the existing plaques that may be on the walls of the arteries and these herbs can be helpful in improving the health of the blood vessels themselves. Now one of the herbs I'd like to talk about in regards to atherosclerosis and probably the most effective herb in keeping the blood cholesterol at more optimal levels is the ancient herb garlic. Of all the medicinal herbs, garlic and its botanical name is known as Allium sativum probably offers the greatest benefit in the treatment and prevention of atherosclerosis. Clinical studies have shown that the regular ingestion of garlic decreases serum cholesterol and triglyceride levels. And in an extensive review of studies on garlic found that consumption of one half of a clove of garlic per day can lower blood cholesterol by about 9% in patients with initial cholesterol levels greater than 200 milligrams per deciliter. And this study was published in the Annals of Internal Medicine in 1993. Studies have also shown that garlic lowers serum LDL cholesterol, also known as low-density lipoprotein cholesterol, while it increases the HDL cholesterol or, or the high-density lipoprotein cholesterol. Now the LDL cholesterol which it lowers is really what we call the bad type of cholesterol and HDL cholesterol which helps get rid of the bad cholesterol is really what many times we refer to as the good type of cholesterol. Garlic studies have shown that it may help in increasing HDL levels. So here again LDL cholesterol is the type of cholesterol that promotes atherosclerosis while HDL cholesterol is recognized as a protective effect factor against heart disease. Now other studies demonstrate garlic's ability to reduce blood pressure in hypertensive patients and several studies demonstrate its effectiveness in inhibiting platelet aggregation and blood clotting while improving blood flow by reducing the blood's viscosity. All of these effects reduce the risks that are associated with heart disease. So the regular addition of garlic to a healthy diet appears to be a scientifically sound approach in maintaining a healthy heart. Garlic preparations are widely and extensively used in Germany and other parts of Europe as phytomedicines for lowering blood cholesterol. In fact in Germany garlic supplements are recognized as the leading over-the-counter medicine for reducing blood cholesterol. 
Now I'd like to talk about another type of circulatory disease that's very prominent in our country and in the world, particularly in Western countries today, and that has to do with cerebral vascular disease. Now the human brain is the most intricate, it's a very complex structure that we know today. As the body's most vital organ, the brain represents 2% of the body's weight and uses about 20 to 25% of the body's oxygen supply and about 70% of the glucose or blood sugar. Unlike the muscle of the body, the brain cannot store nutrients. It requires a constant supply of oxygen and glucose. If the blood supply to the brain is interrupted for as little as 30 seconds, unconsciousness may result as little as four minutes, there could be permanent brain damage. The brain has a high metabolic rate. Its sensitivity to changes in blood flow and its dependence on continuous blood flow are what make a stroke so dangerous. In a stroke, there is a disruption of blood flow to the brain, usually caused by atherosclerosis or a blood clot or a ruptured blood vessel. So impaired circulation to the brain, also referred to as cerebral insufficiency, is a condition that is associated with a general lack of mental health and vitality. And it can affect people of any age, particularly individuals over the age of 60. Now, symptoms of this order include decreased memory and diminished intellectual ability. It may also result in frequent depression, dizziness, ringing of the ears, and also headache. Now, the medicinal herb most prominently used for preventing and treating cerebral vascular problems is ginkgo. It's also known by its botanical name as ginkgo biloba. In fact, during the past 20 years, there's a standardized uh, extract that's been made from the plant's leaves that has been used extensively in Europe. Ginkgo leaf extracts actually have been the uh, leading prescription medicines both in Germany and France for the past several years. Ginkgo is one of the most scientifically researched medicinal herbs in the world. Over 400 scientific studies have been conducted on the herb since the late 1950s. And ginkgo biloba leaf extracts, also commonly referred to as GBE, standing for ginkgo biloba extract, have been shown to cause dilation and increase the uh, blood flow in the arteries, capillaries, and in the veins. Its ability to inhibit platelet aggregation and reduced blood clotting has also been another characteristic that's been demonstrated. And there's an increasing uh, scientific evidence in the medical literature today that shows that the effectiveness of GBE in treating cerebral blood flow ailments such as short-term memory loss and attention span and also depression, that this may be helpful in these types of conditions as well. Ginkgo also has very strong antioxidant activity. GBE is an effective free radical scavenger, which may be also to contribute to its protective uh, effects in against uh, free radical damage that may be done to the vascular walls, such as those found in the heart, blood vessels, and in the brain. So ginkgo biloba extract, because of its antioxidant activity, is very helpful in protecting the integrity and the health of the vascular walls and the arteries. Now some exciting new research that's going on with ginkgo today is has to do with ginkgo and the aging brain.
You know, as we age, the blood flow to the brain gradually decreases. And for many people, there is a gradual decline in the ability to remember, to perform mental tasks, and also to concentrate. And ginkgo can help prevent the deterioration of the brain and actually rejuvenate some of the mental faculties and even postpone the onset of senility. Now, there's two German studies that were very exciting studies uh, that have actually presented evidence to support the regular use of ginkgo. And both of these studies were described in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology in 1992. Now one of the studies examined 99 older patients who had suffered brain disturbances for about two years. And when these patients took ginkgo for three months, the study found that 72% of them had improvement in brain function as compared to only 8% that were given the placebo. And in another German study, which examined 200 patients with an average age of 69 who suffered memory problems for about four years, the study found that memory improved in 71% of the patients after three months of taking ginkgo as compared with the 32% who took a placebo. And experts concluded that the evidence of using ginkgo in treating a cerebral insufficiency equals that of the pharmaceutical drug called hydrogene, which is commonly prescribed for this condition. After critically reviewing 40 published trials on ginkgo, the researchers said that they would prescribe and personally take ginkgo biloba extract if they had symptoms for uh, cerebral insufficiency, especially considering that there appears to be no serious side effects from taking the herb. Many people ask, what about ginkgo and Alzheimer's disease? GBE, or ginkgo biloba extract, has been shown to alleviate some of the symptoms associated with early Alzheimer's disease. In fact, a German study published in 1996 in the journal Pharmacopsychiatry, uh, this was in 1996, examined the effects of ginkgo on 222 patients at 41 centers in Germany. All of the participants in the study were over 55 years of age and had been diagnosed with mild to moderate Alzheimer-type dementia. For a period of six months, the patients were given either a daily dose of 240 milligrams of a standardized extract of ginkgo biloba extract taken twice a day or given a placebo tablet. And the researchers used a set of specific tests that, and examined the overall conditions of the patients, including memory and attention factors. Those that actually received the ginkgo did about three times better than those who took the placebo. And the GBE was more effective after six months than after three months. Other clinical trials also suggest that GBE has and, and may be beneficial to Alzheimer's patients as well. Now, one such study appeared in 1994 in the journal Human Psychopharmacology, and this study examined 40 patients who were diagnosed with Alzheimer's. After one month, patients who took GBE in doses of 80 milligrams three times a day had significant improvement in memory, attention span, and also coordination. It could be that, uh, that ginkgo's antioxidant activity 
actually inhibits free radical damage to the brain. So although these studies are preliminary research, it does appear to be very promising and more research is needed to confirm the potential efficacy of the use of ginkgo biloba extract in the early stages of Alzheimer's disease. Now when we look at circulatory diseases and circulatory conditions, there are microcirculatory disorders that can take place as well. And keeping the microscopic blood vessels of the body healthy is extremely important for the efficiency of the circulatory system. Now these vessels, which we call capillaries, are only as wide as a single cell and allow for the passage of oxygen and nutrients into organs and to tissues. And when capillaries are strong and healthy, they supply good circulatory uh, and good circulation to uh, these tissues. Now, on the other hand, if we have weak capillaries, they are associated with poor circulation. And the fragility of capillaries is a very common condition in the elderly and can result in a tendency to bruise easily. Many times when you see uh, elderly uh, people with a lot of bruises on them, that's because their capillaries are very fragile and they need to be strengthened. And when there is poor microcirculation to the eye due to fragile or broken vessels, it can also lead to serious eye conditions as well. Now an herb, a very popular herb from Europe that is very helpful in strengthening capillaries and microcirculatory blood vessels is bilberry. An herb that has been well researched for enhancing microcirculation and uh, bilberry also known by its uh, botanical name as Vicinium myrtilis uh, is very effective in treating and building stronger capillaries. Uh, the phytochemical compounds known as anthocyanocides, which uh, give bilberry their rich uh, purple-blue pigment, have antioxidant properties that may offer benefits for not only the health of the capillaries, but also the health of the eye and cardiovascular system in general. Um, in Europe, concentrated bilberry extracts containing standardized amounts of anthocyanocides are used to help increase microcirculation by stimulating new capillary formation and also protecting and strengthening um, uh, the capillary walls and improving the general health and circulatory system as well. The anthocyanocides in bilberry protect blood vessel walls from free radical damage. In fact, during World War II, pilots in the British Royal Air Force found that eating bilberry jam before night missions helped to improve their vision. Further preliminary studies have shown that bilberry extracts appear to improve visual acuity and offer protection against cataracts, macular degeneration, glaucoma, and even diabetic retinopathy. The anthocyanidins in bilberry are believed to be of value in treating and preventing the progression of these vision problems, and more studies are needed to confirm the potential health benefits that this little berry may offer. If you would like to learn more about these and other herbs, I encourage you to read my book, Medicinal Herbs, A Vital Reference Guide. Now, this small book discusses 60 of the most popular herbal remedies used today. For more information and to obtain a copy of the book, go to our website, healthandlongevityradio.com. 
To learn more about the books written by our guests and books written or recommended by Dr. Westerdahl in this program, please visit our website at healthandlongevityradio.com. There you can learn how to obtain your copy of these valuable and informative books. Search each page for yourself and see how you can live a happier, healthier, and longer life. Visit us today at healthandlongevityradio.com. Once again, that's healthandlongevityradio.com. That's it for this week. Until our next broadcast, this is Dr. John Westerdahl wishing you the best of health and longevity. This has been Health and Longevity with Dr. John Westerdahl, a production of Life Talk Radio. Join us again next week on the same station and time for Health and Longevity. The preceding information on this program has been general information about your health and is not to be taken as professional medical advice, nor is it intended to serve as a substitute for medical attention. Do not change your diet or exercise habits without guidance from your medical doctor, especially if you have health problems or are on medication. Do not change your medications without the advice and supervision of your medical doctor. If you have a medical condition, we encourage you to seek the consultation of a medical doctor experienced in dietary change and lifestyle medicine. And as always, we wish you the best of health.